worship us. What's up, peeps, freaks, and geeks? Welcome back inside the Locker Room Studios for this very special Ring of Honor, Honor United exclusive interview. My name is Jargo. I'll be your host for the day. Joining me inside the locker room today, he is a 16-year vet of the business. He is a former championship wrestling from Hollywood, heritage champion, a four-time and current reigning United Wrestling Network television champion, former PWG tag team champion, former two-time Rev Pro Junior Heavyweight champion, former Ring of Honor World Six-Man Tag Team Champion alongside Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, I'm talking about one-third of SoCal Uncensored, the king of SoCal, Scorpio Sky. Welcome inside the locker room, my brother. SCU! Good to be here, man. Thank you. Yeah, we were talking just a little bit off air. I I told Scorpio, before we get into all the pro wrestling stuff, I got to get his opinion here. Before we get started, I was doing some research and I come to find out you are a huge Lakers fan, as am I. I'm sitting here wearing my forum blue and gold as we speak. My tag team partner, RBV, is from just outside the great city of Cleveland, Ohio. Oh, What's your take on this entire LeBron Los Angeles rumor, man? You know, it's one of those things you've always heard that they're going to go after LeBron, but uh, it's like, obviously they're going to go after him, but will he entertain it? Uh, will he actually sign? We've heard this for years and, um, you know, I, I, I just don't know, man. I, I, it's going to be one of those things. I'm going to believe it when I see it. Uh, obviously I would love to have him. There's a lot of fans that don't want LeBron here, which is crazy. I'm, to one, me I'm one of those fans. I don't really want, I don't want LeBron James in LA. Ugh. Oh, why, why did, why don't you want him here? I just, <clears throat> I'm not big on the whole rent a player thing. I want guys that 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 are are Laker born and blue. I want I want guys like Kobe. I want guys like Magic. I mean, hell, even Lonzo at this point. I've even come around on freaking Lonzo. Well, I understand that. I think there's room for both. Um, I think we could have our Lakers uh, for life with like Lonzo Ball and maybe Brandon Ingram and Kyle Kuzma. But you can also bring in a Shaq or bring in a LeBron James uh, to help create uh, a winning culture and a winning team. So I think you can do both, you know, and, and I, I don't see any way LeBron, even if he came for two years, three years, whatever it would be, would hurt our team, you know, unless we traded away all of our uh, young stars for, for superstars, which I don't think we're going to have to do. I mean, if we, if we go after Paul George, we can get Paul George as a free agent. We can get LeBron as a free agent. Now, uh, if it was uh, Kawhi Leonard, obviously we'd have to trade somebody for that. So I'm a little on the fence about that. But it is Kawhi Leonard. He's like a top five player. So we just kind of have to go off of what the deal would be, I think. But I I think the fans, at least the people I've talked to, they feel it's got to be one way or the other. It's like we either have to have superstars ready to try to go after a championship or we have to be a really bad, young, up-and-coming team. And I think there's room for both, uh, like the San Antonio Spurs, who had Duncan and who had Parker and who had Ginobili, but also brought up guys like Kawhi Leonard and and uh, Danny Green. I, I think you can do both. I don't know, man. I, I, I guess uh, my fear in looking at it is even if we bring in Paul George and even if we bring in LeBron James, we're still the third best team in the West. That's okay, though. I mean, and I don't even know if we'd be third. We might be number two, honestly. Um, obviously, uh, Houston's good, but LeBron James makes a huge difference. And everybody around him is going to get better. So even if we are the second best team, 
you never know what's going to happen once you actually get into the playoffs. And uh, eventually Golden State is going to get older. There, you know, guys might leave, yada, 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 yada. And, at, and while that's happening, guys like Brandon, Brandon Ingram, guys like Lonzo Ball, guys like Kyle, Kyle Kuzma are getting playoff experience, hopefully deep into the playoff experience. And so by the time maybe two, three years from now, maybe LeBron James decides to go back to Cleveland or whatever it is, the Golden State year, uh, Warriors are three years older. Maybe they've lost guys. Maybe they haven't. But our guys are that much better and we can take that next step. Who are you liking coming out of the West, Golden State or Houston? I, I like Golden State. I, I can't bet against Golden State, you know, because they're still so – they have so many tools. The thing about Golden State is if you look at like – okay, say look at – list it like this. Like the reason why the Lakers were so good in um, 2009, 2010 is because uh, Pau being the second best player on the team was – pretty much as good or better than most other teams' second players. So if you look at Golden State, you got Kevin Durant, who's probably better than anybody else's one aside from Cleveland in the league. You take Steph Curry, at, at uh, who's the, probably the second best player, Steph Curry, maybe Klay Thompson. Steph Curry is going to be better than pretty much anybody else's two. Klay Tom, Thompson is going to be better than anybody else's three and, pro- and better than most twos. And then you've got the number four option who would be Draymond Green. Draymond Green is miles ahead of anybody else's four or three, and he's probably equal to a lot of people's two. So they have so many tools to that it's it's going to be hard to beat them in seven. Love me some Kevin Durant. Love me some Kevin Durant. <laughs> me too. What do you think? Is LeBron coming back? Boston got that thing in the East. I don't think I, – I, 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 I think Boston looks good. But until they win a game in Cleveland, if they can get one of the next two games in Cleveland, they've probably won the series. But you can't ever count LeBron out. Obviously, we saw that in 2016 when they were down 3-1 to the Warriors. Um, you can say whatever you want about that. I have my opinions on what happened and what you know would have happened if this didn't happen. But uh, they did it. You know, they, they won the championship that year. I suddenly want to do an NBA podcast with Scorpio Sky. Freaking crazy. Let's do it. That's crazy. I can talk hoops all day. All day. Of course, you're also a uh, former MMA fighter. Your last uh, professional fight that I could find anyway, coming back in 2015. I know at one time you had talked pretty publicly about the possibility of a CM Punk fight. Is that still something that you're interested in doing? Or are you just out of the MMA game and focusing on the pro wrestling and training now? I still get uh, fight fight offers all the time for just different fights in different parts of the country or whatever. Um, I'm just so busy wrestling that it's hard to put in a six to eight week, week training camp when I'm never home for more than six or six days at a time. Um, so it would take a really, really good opportunity for me to actually uh, step back into the cage. It'd either have to be Two scenarios. One, I get a little bit of downtime and I could take a fight, whether it be locally or somewhere in the States, or it'd be such a good opportunity, like maybe a CM Punk or something in Bellator or a big company that, uh, you know, you can't turn down that opportunity and you just take the time. So um, it would have to be one of those two scenarios for me to get back into it. And um, I don't know, man, I think about it a lot. And it's still in me, you know, it's still like in Rocky Balboa movie, he says, I've got stuff left in the basement. Uh, I, I still feel like I have a lot left in the basement. 
Uh, your, your pro wrestling career started back in 2002 at the Revolution Pro Rudos Dojo. Uh, since then, you have worked just about everywhere, Japan, Mexico, North America, UK, and you have seen the rise of the independent wrestling scene firsthand. Uh, how do you compare the business in 2002, just starting out, to somebody who's just starting out in 2018? Man, I wish in some ways that uh, my career started now <laughs> instead of 16, almost 16 years ago. Um, when I got in, it was still the era of WWE doesn't even really want to look at you unless you're six foot two, six foot three, 290 pounds. Like, I mean, a guy my size wouldn't even get a look. They wouldn't even get a look. We'd maybe get a squash match on, uh, you know, velocity or something like that, maybe on raw. And, and that was it. And so all we really had was the Indies. And then if you can get something going with TNA, um, you get that, but there were so many limited spots for guys, my size and guys, my style. And now, I mean, everybody's my size. Everyone's my style. I'm not really the small guy. And I, mean, I still kind of consider myself one of the smaller guys, but I'm not really, Especially smaller. inside of like ROH, I mean, championship wrestling from Hollywood, you actually look like one of the larger guys on the show. Well, yeah, there I am. And, and, and even in WWE, there's some guys that I'm bigger than or equal size to that are even guys main eventing. You know, I, if you look at like Daniel Bryan and I aren't too, too far away, he's a little thicker than I am. But as far as like our bodies, we're about the same size or I, I might even be a little bigger. I don't know. But uh, that's, that tells you how much the business has changed. And I have to give a lot of credit to guys like CM Punk and Daniel Bryan for that. I think the fact that they got over so big in the WWE when it was still the era of the Giants, of the Batistas and the John Cena's, and the fact that they were so successful, it paved the way for independent guys to come in. Because I remember when you, you, all the rumblings you heard out of WWE was, oh, oh we don't want indie guys. We do not want indie wrestlers. We want uh, former professional athletes. And um, they didn't want guys with wrestling experience. And, and they were wrong, obviously, because now if you look at their roster, it's all guys that are, you know, basically came from the indies. So that's, I think, the biggest change. And the other thing would be uh, the money. You know, you can actually make a living now without WWE, which I came in an era where that died out. Before I started, you had WCW, you had all these other companies. Then that died out. Then I got in, and when I got in, it was only WWE. That was the only place you could make money. And it was like that for years and years and years and years and years. And now there's guys making more money outside WWE than there are inside WWE. And not everybody's doing it, but um, a lot of us are actually able to make a living at this. We don't have to work day jobs anymore. Um, and be weekend warriors. So that's nice. From a, from the business perspective, of course, you've been around through the explosion of iPay-Per-View. Of course, now streaming services have completely changed everything. Uh, from the talent's perspective, of course, the exposure is great, but are you finding the companies and the promotions to, to feel the same way? I mean, you know, back in the pay-per-view model, they could sell a show for $80 on pay-per-view. Now, WWE's charging 10 bucks. I think that's just the sign of the times. Everything's turning to streaming services. If you talk to people, um, there's a few shows that people get up for that are on television. But I think most of what people are talking about uh, is like Netflix and Hulu. 
and streaming services and even shows that are on television, they'll tend to watch them. I know I do. They'll tend to watch them on these streaming services. Example, I don't really – if I'm going to watch Monday Night Raw, I usually don't watch it on USA. I'll watch it on Hulu. And uh, so I think now the wrestling world is has jumped onto that. Now we have like Honor Club, which is great. And we do shows just for Honor Club. And the fans can sit at home and they can watch all these great shows that aren't going to be on – TV, you know, you don't have to try to catch it in a time slot or make sure you have the correct channel. You just pull up your computer or whatever it is, whatever device you want to use, and you can watch these shows. It's great. Before we jump in uh, full-fledged here to Ring of Honor, uh, we touched a little bit on it earlier. I, I discovered your work on championship wrestling from Hollywood. Uh, you, you've been with the company since 2010, kind of off and on, um, and have kind of been one of the staples of the show alongside guys like Willie Mack, Pretty Peter Avalon, Rocky Romero. Uh, it, it's very much my guilty pleasure. That is the promotion. I don't even talk about it. I just watch it and enjoy it as a fan. Um, the, the promotion, though, has really been picking up steam since you returned to the promotion full-time in 2016. Uh, not a lot of people talking about it. Is it the best-kept secret in professional wrestling right now? You know, it might be. It's actually a really fun show, and it's getting better. Um, they're, they're getting a little bit more modern, and they're getting good. Because when it first came out, it was very, very, very old school. And it was just like 1980s Saturday afternoon wrestling TV, which was cool uh, because it was different. And uh, even in that time, the difference was they were still doing maybe five-minute matches on Raw. And we were having matches that were like 15 minutes, which was different for TV. Uh, now everybody else is caught up and you know, Monday Night Raw, you might watch a one-hour match or whatever. And uh, so on, on Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, they still give you that 15, 20-minute match, but sometimes you'll have a shorter match. And uh, it's a little more modern now. It's not as old school. So it's it's a, it's a nice hybrid, I would say, because it's got the old school feel to it. That like television but, studio wrestling feel yeah. is really cool because you don't yeah, see it anymore. Yeah, it's different. So you get the old television studio wrestling feel. But with more modern characters and and uh, storylines a little bit, and it's not it doesn't get as crazy as uh, some wrestling storylines where guys are blowing things up and yada yada yada. It's it's pretty like straightforward old school. Like you got the belt, I want the belt. You know what I mean? That's what makes me the best, and we're gonna settle it that way. You I know, love and, it. That, and that's and that's cool. I think it has to be like that. It makes it a sport. I love it. Just want my pro wrestling to be fun again. Uh, yeah. So let's talk about your return to Ring of Honor, September 2017. You had a singles match against Kushida. You had uh, previously done some work uh, with Ring of Honor going back as early as 2010, from what I could find. Of course, that match ended with a no contest when Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian attacked both of you. Uh, was this the first time that you had crossed paths with what would become SoCal Uncensored? In Ring of Honor, yes. Um, obviously, I've I've worked against them in PWG in the past. That's how I got to know them very well. Obviously, I had a like a year long feud with Frankie Kazarian in PWG where I cut his hair and we had first blood matches. That's right. Injuries. That was you that did that, wasn't it? I totally He's, forgot about that until yeah. you mentioned that. Yeah, yeah. I'm the reason that. Uh, Thank you. He has short hair. <laughs> Thank you. And actually, you know, um, I, I tweeted this the other day because Frankie is celebrating his 20th year in the business. And um, what a lot of people don't know is Frankie is kind of responsible for me getting into wrestling because when I was about 16, 
I was watching SmackDown, and uh, before the last segment on SmackDown, they showed an, an ad for what was going to be on the local news that night. And the ad was, uh, meet EWF heavyweight champion, the future Frankie Kazarian. And at that time, I had no idea that there was independent wrestling in California. I had no idea. And so I was like, what? Who is this guy? And so I watched the story, and it was a story on Frankie Kazarian and the EWF School of Hard Knocks. And it was 45 minutes from where I lived. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Two days later, I went to my first wrestling lesson at the EWF School of Hard Knocks. So That's awesome. here we are all these years later. And uh, now I'm you know, teaming up with Frankie and, and obviously Christopher Daniels. Fantastic. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Honor United, which is coming up May 24th from Edinburgh, May 26th from London, May 27th from Doncaster. All shows are streaming live on Honor Club. Please visit ROHWrestling.com for more details on how to become an Honor Club member and check streaming times because with the shows coming from the UK, these shows will be live kind of in the middle of the afternoon. Uh, Scorpio, you got a couple of big matches coming up. Uh, May 24th, you're going to be facing off with a friend of the show, one Mr. Shane Taylor, uh, this this has got a, an interesting uh, kind of story going to it here because you know Shane Ta- Shane Taylor and SoCal Uncensored, you guys used to be friends. You all were paying Shane Taylor. He was going around. He was beating people up, and then the next thing you know, he's taking money from the kingdom and hiding your belts from you guys. What's going on here? Well, we weren't ever friends with Shane Taylor. We were um, uh, coworkers. You business know, uh, acquaintances business acquaintances shane taylor is 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 he's no friend to anyone he he you pay him and he does the job that you ask him to do and so just because you know maybe my uh, my mailman is going to come and, and drop off my mail every day doesn't make us buddies so unfortunately that's what it comes down to with shane taylor and he wants to uh go and take money from the kingdom, then, I mean, that's what he wants to do. I'm excited for it. I don't get a lot of singles matches uh, these days, obviously, because I'm doing a, a lot of six-mans and tags. And so I think this will be a good challenge for me. And um, I haven't wrestled in the UK in, in several years, so I'm excited to do that as well. And um, I think if I can chop this big tree down, it's going to make me look good. You know, this is one of those things where they say styles make fights, and of course, your style—you're you're the high flyer, lot of lot of offense, a lot of quick offense. And Shane Taylor's just trying to knock people out. I very much look forward to this match. I very much look forward to it. Then uh, the 26th in London, you guys finally get an opportunity back at your world six-man championships that the Kingdom is now running around with. It'll be the Kingdom versus SoCal Uncensored. But the Hung Bucks have been thrown into this as well. So now it's going to be a, a three-way dance for the World Six-Man Championships. Yeah, you can bet it's going to be a crazy match. Uh, the three uh, teams, uh, the three trios, we've all been fighting uh, fighting it out since, gosh. Um, for a while now. Months. We've been going at it for months. And I think this will be the first time we actually uh, are all three teams involved in one match and not, uh, you know, one team running in on another and trying to take advantage of a moment uh, like they did at uh, Supercard of Honor. So I'm looking forward to the idea of getting to beat up my old friends, the Young Bucks, uh, and also beat up on uh, my, I don't want to call them friends, my new uh, pipsqueaks that are running around with our championship belts, the King Dumb. So it's going to be a fun, good night for SoCal Uncensored. Very much looking forward to that match. Of course, uh, you you mentioned the Young Bucks. SoCal Uncensored, you guys going to be all in? I don't know. 
Oh, I don't man. Know. It, that better happen. That better happen. I'm going to be at that show. I'm going to be looking for y'all. Then, of course, uh, the 27th coming up in Doncaster. Uh, not a lot of matches announced for this show as of yet, but since you guys are going to be in the UK, I assume that you will be showing up in Doncaster as well. I'll be there. I'll be there with the two fists ready to put them on somebody's dome. So it doesn't matter who it's going to be. Uh, one more thing I did want to uh, check in with you on. Of course, uh, March 5th, 2018, you were assigned as the assistant coach to uh, Katsutori Shibata for the New Japan Dojo located out there in Los Angeles. Uh, how did that position come about? And what's it like working with someone as renowned inside of the pro wrestling world as Shibata? You know, um, I, I honestly couldn't even tell you how it came about. It just happened. Uh, they, I was, they reached out to me. They asked if I would be interested in doing it. Obviously I'm a local out here. Uh, I'm in LA. And so, um, I know the, the circuit here and, uh, I, am I've, I'm respected and, and have a lot of, uh, roots in Southern California. So I think it just kind of fit. And so, um, I had actually never met Shibata when we first teamed up to do this, but we clicked instantly. I call ourselves the dynamic duo. Uh, I am definitely the Robin to his Batman and, and working with him has been fantastic because even I'm learning, uh, I get a chance to learn a lot from him, uh, during class and after class, he's been fortunate or he's been, uh, I've been fortunate enough, uh, to share some good moments with him and train with him. He stay, he'll stay late after class, help me with some of my techniques, show me some of his techniques. We work out together. We lift together. We eat together. We're always planning on how to make these camps better and better and better. And, uh, I think each camp is just getting better and better. And we're finding some really talented guys. We've had guys come back, sign up and try to come back again. We had a guy from the UK recently. He came to a second camp, you know, he brought himself out and decided to put himself through a week of hell again. And so, <laughs> Cause it's, it's, it's hell. It's, it's, it's really, really tough training. I'm not going to, uh, sugarcoat it. It is probably going to be the hardest training that it, uh, anybody has ever done. But if you can get through it, if you can push through the wall and just think to yourself, like, look, man, this is what I want. Uh, it, this is exactly where I want to be. If you can push through it. And at the end of the week, I, I, I dare, I guarantee you'll feel it'll be one of the best experiences you've ever had. How is uh, Shibata's rehab coming along? Is he feeling well? He seems to be feeling pretty good. He, he'll hop in the ring and he'll he'll demonstrate some things. And uh, you know, even I, when we're working together, I I'm definitely careful. But um, he's he has no fear, man. He's tough. He's a really, really, really tough guy. And he's smart, um, and uh, it's. It's great to see him as active as he actually is. It's great to hear. Great to hear. Scorpio, I'd, I'd like to thank you very much for joining us here in the locker room today. Uh, how do the peeps, the freaks, the geeks find you across all social media and get in touch with the SoCal Uncensored brand? SCU! Uh, keep in touch with me. Twitter, Instagram, at Scorpio Sky. You can buy my merchandise, prowrestlingtees.com slash Scorpio Sky. I've got some cool shirts on there. Um, and make sure you... Um, get on ROHwrestling.com, sign up for Honor Club. We've got some great stuff coming up. You're going to definitely want to be a part of it and not miss out. Scorpio, thank you very much for joining us today. Best of luck over in the UK. Don't need it.